Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus news. I've categorized them into endangered species and drawdown. These stories are truly incredible and reminders to me that conservation can actually work. Alright, first story, so so very exciting. Um, this one is coming out of cbsnews.com. LA Zoo releases endangered frogs back to their San Gabriel Mountains habitat. There are about 170 more southern mountain yellow-legged frogs in the San Gabriel Mountains now, thanks to an endangered species breeding program the Los Angeles Zoo is involved in. In efforts to save the frogs from extinction, Los Angeles Zoo staff with the U.S. Geological Survey released the group back into their native habitat on August 29th and 30th as part of the zoo's recovery program. A majority of the tadpoles were hatched at the Los Angeles Zoo and cared for by the Aquarium of the Pacific and the Santa Ana Zoo. Some of the just-released frogs came from a group rescued from the 2020 Bobcat Fire. They were cared for by the Aquarium of the Pacific. This release is momentous for the LA Zoo as it marks another key milestone for our Southern Mountain Yellow-Legged Frog Breeding Program, said Ian Reccio, cur curator at Reptiles and Amphibians of the LA Zoo. We are proud to be part of this long-running recovery effort with the USGS and partners. Since 2007, when the breeding colony was established at the LA Zoo, nearly 6,000 zoo-bred offspring have been released in the San Gabriel Mountains and surrounding habitats. To help with breeding efforts, the LA Zoo designed a biosecure amphibian breeding room to create a quiet, temperature-controlled environment for the tadpoles. Man, this is really special, partially for um, us with Pelicanus, uh, Austin Parker, our founder, um, is works with the USGS, um, and a lot of our um, partners at the Aquarium of the Pacific, who um, have been involved in some Pelicanus episodes that'll be coming out soon, are involved in this, and can't wait to tell these stories in new ways. So, really love to see this. All right, second story in wildlife, or sorry, in endangered species comes from biologicaldiversity.org press release. Legal victory puts Hellbender back on track for endangered species protection. In response to a lawsuit filed by five conservation groups, a federal judge found that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service 2019 denial of Endangered Species Act protection for the eastern Hellbender salamander was arbitrary and unlawful. District Judge Louis Lyman set aside the service's decision and instructed the agency to make a new decision consistent with law. This ruling is a life-saving victory for hellbenders in their, their declining freshwater habitats, said Elise Bennett, a senior attorney at the Center for Biological Diversity. The Fish and Wildlife Service can no longer ignore overwhelming scientific evidence that hellbenders are in danger of extinction and face even greater threats ahead. These odd and charming salamanders can survive, but they desperately need the help of the Endangered Species Act. The hellbender was once widespread in 15 states, but has been eliminated from much of its historic range. This salamander still lives from southern New York to northern Georgia and from the central Appalachians westward to Missouri. Remaining populations are concentrated in the Ohio River watershed, the Tennessee and Kanawha River watersheds, and the Susquehanna River watershed. There's also a population in Missouri. Hellbenders are a completely aquatic species, commonly found in cool, highly oxygenated perennial streams. Boulders, especially large flat rocks, serve as nest rocks, and they provide shelter and cover and are the most important indicators of adult hellbender habitats. 
Hellbenders are also primarily nocturnal and move by walking on stream bottoms but can swim short distances to avoid predators. Their lifespan is estimated to be at least 25 to 30 years and maybe closer to 50. That's really fun. Um, these are real, real wild um, looking animals as well. So really happy to see that uh, Center for Biological Diversity is pushing this forward. Second category of drawdown, two amazing stories here. First one is coming out of Reuters.com. U.S. cancels oil and gas leases in the Alaska Wildlife Refuge. The U.S. Interior Department said it would cancel oil and gas leases in a federal wildlife refuge that were bought by an Alaska State Development Agency in the final days of former President Donald Trump's term. President Joe Biden, a Democrat, has pledged to protect the 19.6 million acre Arctic National Wildlife Refuge for polar bears and caribou. As the climate crisis warms the Arctic more than twice as fast as the rest of the world, we have a responsibility to protect this treasured region for all ages, President Biden said in a statement. Environmentalists have praised the decision, but it was lambasted by a Republican senator from Alaska where officials have sought to open up drilling in the reserve to secure jobs and revenues for the state. The government also said it would forbid a new leasing, forbid new leasing on more than 10 million acres in the National Petroleum Reserve in Alaska, a 23 million acre area on the state's north slope that is the largest undisturbed public land in the United States. Really, really happy to see that. All right, last story here. Um, this one's coming out of latimes.com, and this is one of my favorite stories in a while. California lawmakers passed groundbreaking greenhouse emissions disclosure bill. California lawmakers have passed a bill that would require large U.S.-based companies doing business in the Golden State to publicly disclose their annual greenhouse gas emissions, the first such requirement in the nation. Supporters of Senate Bill 253, the, corporate, the Climate Corporate Data Accountability Act, say the legislation is aimed at discouraging corporate greenwashing or marketing that falsely portrays a company's efforts to reduce climate warming emissions. The measure passed in a 48 to 20 assembly vote and it now heads to Governor Gavin Newsom for a final decision. The bill would require California Air Resources Board to adopt regulations by 2025 mandating public and private companies with more than $1 billion in annual revenues to begin publicly disclosing their emissions across three quote-unquote scopes in 2026. Scope 3 emissions reporting would start in 2027. The requirements would apply to an estimated 5,400 companies including Walmart, Apple, ExxonMobil, and Chevron. The bill is a revival of a previous bill, which passed the Senate last year, but was killed in the Assembly by one vote. With California being the fifth largest economy in the world, advocates are hopeful the legislation could reach beyond the state's borders by forcing some of the world's biggest companies to disclose their emissions and incentivizing other states to adopt similar climate laws. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I look forward to sharing more in the future. Thank you.